Welcome to the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Rose, your PMDD relationship expert. I have personally been suffering with PMDD for over 15 years and spent so much time desperately trying to navigate my intimate relationships, going from breakup to breakup, thinking that everyone else was the problem. I am now married to an amazing PMDD partner thanks to the PMDD-specific relationship tools that I have developed over the years, and now I am here to share them with you. Because I know that there is not much research available to PMDD partners, I am now dedicating my doctorate practice specifically for PMDD relationships. I am a traumatology doctoral candidate, and each week, I will be providing PMDD partners with my signature PMDD trauma transformational tools on how to effectively navigate an intimate relationship while having PMDD so that you can avoid the patterns of breaking up with your partner every single month and you can finally have the supportive relationship that we all desire and deserve. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's get into your weekly dose of PMDD relationship tools. We got this. Today, we are going to talk about one of the topics and the tools and the PMDD trauma transformational tools that helps me the best, and it is meditation. So this is something that I do even when I'm in my morning routine or sometimes outside of it. I know during the last couple of weeks, I've done meditation as a way of calming myself with everything that's going on with the stress of my life um, while I'm in PMDD. And then also I've had a really stressful time when I'm outside of PMDD. So when you don't have that break in between, it can really damage your PMDD relationship. So I've had to be very mindful of keeping up with this routine. And I noticed that I didn't share this with you all, but meditation is a really big practice that I adopted probably in about 2015. I had gone through yet another breakup with a PMDD partner and I was distraught. I was overwhelmed. I I had a lot of anxiety, depression. This one was really, really hard on me and I just needed a way to calm the chaos that was going on in my mind And that's when I adopted meditation. But I noticed that when I started to research meditation, I was trying to do the traditional kind where you sit there with your legs crossed and you kind of like clamps your fingers together. And I just noticed that that didn't really work for me when I first started my journey, like sitting there on a pillow, even though I had like a full on meditation room, I had made a space for it because I knew that I needed it. So one thing that I've learned in my practice is when the student is ready, the tools will come. And what that means is when you are in that position, which a lot of you are, where you're like knowing that things have to change in your PMDD relationship, you're kind of in that space where I can't just continue winging it. I have to get help for it. I have to implement some tools. I have to do something extra. And so that's when I began to build my meditation room. And I was living in South Florida and I was on a vegan journey. I was really in a very holistic kind of place where I was kind of just trying to figure out if I could 
get rid of PMDD through my body, through a really healthy lifestyle, and maybe that was it. So obviously, years later, I've realized that that's not true, but there's a lot of things that I gained from being on that journey. So what I say is, when you go on the journey of finding out that you have PMDD, all of the healthy things that you do all of the dramatic changes that you make to your life, they're all teaching you something. They're showing you what works and what doesn't work. So I don't say throw the whole experience away. I know I was vegan for about a year and a half and I had traveled. I was traveling a lot for my job. I was in Europe a lot and like finding vegan restaurants at the time um, wasn't as easy because a lot of countries, I went to Mexico a lot too and a lot of them, it was just kind of like, I was just eating a lot of carbs. So where I was trying to be really mindful and more healthy, I was finding that my body wasn't responding well to the vegan lifestyle. Um, though I think it works really well for some people. So I say with everything with PMDD and just trying to find a healthy lifestyle, just do what works for you. So that's what I did. And um, I but I'm not vegan anymore. I stopped being vegan after a year and a half, but that journey taught me a lot because you, when you go on a journey of feeling healthier, you kind of feel like you need to implement these extra things. So as I became vegan, I was like, oh, and I'm going to do meditation and I'm going to like do yoga and I'm going to like do all of these holistic things that tie into that. And um, one of the things that I did, I didn't end up doing all of those things. So one of the things that I did end up doing was meditation. And when I found out that that form of meditation was not working for me because it just, it was like almost like a chore, like it was forcing me to do something. I wasn't feeling more calm. I was kind of feeling like it was something additional that I had to do. So I began doing walking meditation where I listened to the meditation in my headphones and I walked and I did that an hour a day. I did walking meditation and I believe actually I did 45 minutes a day because I was still talking to clients. Um, I was recording some things that I got from the meditation for the last 15 minutes um, just to kind of capture my thoughts when they're fresh. You know, when you have thoughts that are fresh, they're kind of more organic than trying to remember something that you learned. But when I began to do that walking meditation, I began to realize that every kind of, there's so many forms of meditation, like one of the ones that were most uh, beneficial for me when I was in PMDD was Vipassana meditation. And I was working remotely and I was working from home and it was something that I was able to do because of silence. It's complete silence. So you don't speak. And so that is like, that was most beneficial to me because I did the least damage. So by that time I was not in a relationship. So I was able to do it was easy for me to do Vipassana meditation when I was single because I didn't really have anyone that I had to talk to. I could communicate with my daughter and kind of let her know what was going on. But it was something that really helped me in my healing journey because I had such a problem with just finding the time to deal with all of the thoughts, all of the things. And this was when I was really in a healing journey. So I definitely recommend um, meditation when you're healing from a lot of things because 
when we're in PMDD, our thoughts may be racing, our thoughts may be overwhelming, and it's just something that can add to our stress, can add to our overwhelm, because it's just so many things that we process. Like I know for me in PMDD, every time that I would be in it, my childhood trauma would come up and it was something that I just felt like I had to deal with all over again. So it was really, really strong memories of my past, really, really strong feelings that I was having of my present and a lot of regrets. And so being able to do that daily meditation was a non-negotiable for me because I noticed the difference from doing it. And then when I didn't do it, when the thoughts would come in and I didn't really have an outlet um, and they just began, began to be like jumbled up, I would say that it just was more damaging for me individually, especially when I was in PMDD. So this past couple of weeks, being that I'm moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, I'm moving from Maryland and I'm moving to California and I have a lot of stress going on in my life where I just finished a school where I was living out of a hotel for a month. I was still trying to do my morning routine. Um, some Most days I did it, some days I didn't. And like I told you in the last episode, when I don't do my morning routine, I just feel off. And for some of the days recently, I've been traveling, literally driving and having to check out really early. So I haven't been able to do my morning routine and I definitely feel the difference. But the the most influential part of my morning routine was my meditational walk. It was when I would go on that meditation walk after my workout and I would just be feeling the endorphins and the good vibes that I just created and I could see any issue that I had going on in my marriage, um, my PMDD partnership with my partner. I could see it more clearly after I was in that space. But before that, it just seemed like it was a burden. It seemed like it was just one more thing that I had to do, one more thing that I wasn't doing right, one more thing that I was struggling with. And for me, when I'm overwhelmed, um, this is when I would get into that place of being like, let me just break up with my partner because I would think that a way to disengage, a way to avoid being in that overwhelm was to break up with my partner. And that is what brought it to for me every single time that I was in PMV. But this particular time, it just was uncovering a lot of unresolved issues that we had. So I've essentially been in my good days for about eight days now. I probably only have, maybe it's 10 days. I probably only have two more days um, before PMDD. And I will literally say this is one of the worst non-PMDD cycles that I've ever been in um, because I really haven't had a chance to enjoy it because I've been dealing with the stressors of regular life that I would regularly have to endure. And thank goodness, one thing I am thankful of is that I haven't been in PMDD when I've been dealing with these extra stressors because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to handle it on top of everything that was going on. But I just, I was looking forward to such a good time, such a relief, such a break from once PMDD was gone and I don't feel like I've gotten it. And it's really freaking me out that I'm two days away 
from PMDD where I'm about to be right back in it and I haven't gotten the break. And I don't know about you, but if you haven't gotten some break and you go right back into PMDD, it's not good because it is what we call re-traumatization. It is trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma and not all trauma is PMDD. Sometimes it's just regular life situations that happen And my dynamic with my partner is so unique that it is bound to have some kind of traumatic experience going on when we interact and do things together because we have, I'm in the military, he's in the military, we're both separated already and now we're moving thousands of miles apart again um and then he's closing in on retirement we thought he was going to go to deployment and he's not so it's just a lot that I'm having to deal with as a partner period and our coping mechanisms are different um for dealing with stress and so we have to be mindful of that I would say for you all know what your partner's coping mechanism is because when they go into that space of feeling really overwhelmed, they're going to go straight into that coping mechanism. And if it's something that you're not prepared for, you need to be mindful of that. So for me, I go internal. I just need to like process things. I just need to have space and be by myself. So in a situation where I'm doing a lot of social activities, when I really just need time by myself to process things and I'm in school, I just finished my last assignment for my current class that I'm in for my PMDD doctorate. And it was like the more, it's so much more intense as I'm going through the degree. Like every class is just showing me how hard this doctorate program really is. And then when you have a specialty like PMDD, where it's not frequently researched, it's harder but I'm committed to the journey. So that's the thing about it is I know I knew going forward that getting a doctorate in PMDD um, and doing research on a topic that wasn't widely discussed was going to be harder. But I also know that it's necessary. So it takes a lot out of me. Um, we just got finished with the PMDD Healing Summit. And there's so many individuals that spoke about the ebook that I said that I was going to give and I am going to give but when I went to send it out I felt compelled to do an add-on to it to just give a little bit of extra because I'm an overgiver and I just felt like these individuals you individuals deserve more so I that was the delay so if you're one of those individuals that are waiting for those 10 steps that I talked about on the PMDD healing summit do not think I forgot about you I actually remembered you a lot and I think about you every day and that's why I wanted to add something extra in an extra offer for you um, to get the healing because I know that's what that summit was all about Um, and I'm thankful for all the new listeners that I have on the In Love PMDD podcast Um, and just the DMs that I've gotten that have been thanking me for them hearing the interview and my podcast. And it's really what solidifies 
me doing all of the hard things that I'm doing is to provide priceless things for you because all of the tools that I'm giving you are tools that I'm literally using, have used, have tested, have researched on my own PMDD partner. So it's not this situation where I'm so removed from the process of providing you with PMDD trauma transformational tools. It is, I use them myself on a monthly basis. So I can literally go through my um, podcast and find tools that I need to use on my relationship. So when it comes to meditation, it's when I'm troubled by strong feelings and I need to really sort things out, which has been the place that I've been in lately where I've just had a lot of big decisions that I've needed to sort out. And I don't feel like I've been in the mindset and the place to do that. Um, but I'm going to give you some benefits of meditation while you have PMDD in your relationship. Um, I'm going to give you five things. I'm going to give you five things because I'm trying to put more things in eBooks and tools that you can use outside of the podcast. And so I'm cutting a little bit in half so that I can really explain, but The first thing that meditation for you can do is to build self-awareness. So you really are able to confront what's going on in the back of your mind, whether you're in PMDD or not. There are certain things that you think about your partner. There's certain things that when your partner says certain things or does certain things that you want to address, but you haven't. And I know I've been there where I know that I need to discuss certain things, but I don't want it to turn into a confrontation. I don't want it to turn into an argument. And then I don't. But when you do this meditation, it comes back up and it allows you to just find out what it is that you really do need to talk about. Even if you don't immediately address this to your partner, write it down. Because what happens is whatever grievances that you have, it's something that's inside of you and it's not going away. So you either deal with it now or it's going to explode and you're going to deal with it later. And the next thing is number two is accept yourself. So uncertainty creates anxiety. So facing your darkest feelings shows that you can handle them. So you can love yourself with all of your strengths and your weaknesses. And I know a lot of my clients are so hard on themselves on not being perfect when they're in PMDD and not being perfect when they're not in PMDD. And I want you to just know that no one is perfect. Whether you have PMDD or not, everybody in relationships has issues. And I don't want you to feel like you have to be a specific perfect way in order to have a healthy relationship in PMDD. So you just have to accept where you're at. Like for me, I have to accept that I'm in a transitional period. And within that transitional period, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be frustrations. And the more that I just expect it and know that it's going to be there, the more I'm I'm able to handle it. Because I believe that our expectations are so much a part of our disappointments. Like Even for me, present day, I expected to come on this trip to this lake house, which is completely beautiful and serene, and to have this nice, peaceful time where we're just enjoying each other's company. And we're literally 
totally opposite from that. Every time we talk, we're triggering each other because it's just kind of like we have so much that he has bottled up that I have yet to address that it's just, it's a, it's a phase of what my business coach calls sitting in the dirty diaper. And sometimes you have to think that when you're in PMDD, instead of thinking that it's either going to be perfect or completely crap, you're just in that in-between phase where you're just sitting in the dirty diaper where it's just, it's disgusting. It's uncomfortable, but you know that it's going to work. And that's the part that I want to get to for you is that just because you're going through a place where you're not seeing eye to eye, where you really feel like you're struggling, where you feel like you're trying your best, your partner's trying their best, and it's still not working out, there are seasons to relationships. So don't think that just because you're in that place that it's not meant to be, that you're not meant to be with that person, that it's not going to work. There are seasons and things that you have to go through. And a lot of times they make you stronger, but you just have to get through them. And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. For me, it's not easy. It's very hard for me to come to terms with the fact that I thought this experience was going to be one way. And every day I'm seeing that it's not, but I know that it's necessary. So that's a different part is that I know that it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but I also know that it's necessary to solidify our bond together. Like sometimes you have to go through really hard times in order to make your relationship really strong, right? And you don't get stronger in anything that you do by doing less and by it being comfortable, I was teaching my daughter to ride a bike today and she absolutely hated it. She, we went, she's, oh my gosh, this is like the the weirdest story. But when I was trying to teach her how to ride a bike, I was a single mom at the time and I was trying to teach her how to ride a bike. And she was just like, oh, she was riding her friend's scooter. She was like, oh, I'll just ride the scooter. And I was like, okay. So we kind of stopped with the bike thing. I literally had a bike. And we moved and I gave it away. And now she's 12 years old. And I really, it's like really daunting to me. I just kept thinking, oh my God, my child doesn't know how to ride a bike. Like, you know how you go downtown and there's those bikes that you can check out. I'm like, she's going to be one of those people that if she goes to college and her friends are all renting that bike, like she won't be able to do it because she doesn't know how to ride a bike. And so today I decided to teach her how to ride a bike and it was tears and she was mad at me and she was saying all these things and I was just trying to do it because I know that it's something that she'll need moving forward in her life but I believe that there are times in your relationships where you really have to take the back burner of a lot of things and just do what's best for your partner, do what's best for your child. And and it takes a lot out of you. I understand that. And that's what I had to do today because I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be helpful. And sometimes we have to really zoom out and think of the big picture. We have to get outside of the ego because I, like, I know a lot of times in the ego, when these things happen, we want to say, I deserve this and I deserve that. And you want to feed yourself and feed what you want. But 
in relationships is a very selfless journey where you are not putting yourself first you're putting the other person first and that's a lot of times what you have to do for your PMDD partner but I am a big advocate of taking time for yourself so I'm not saying go completely to one side and serve your PMDD partner and completely neglect yourself I'm not saying that that's why I do my morning routine and sometimes I even have an evening routine um, where I just check back in with myself and make sure that I'm restoring myself for the next day but I never want you to think that it has to be all about your partner or it has to be all about you so when you're in a relationship there literally has to be a balance between the two so there's no way um I used to be like a professional development you know being really self-aware like junkie like everything was about me 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 I'm growing I'm doing this And so when I got into the relationship, I had to balance that, but I didn't want to give that away. And I know a lot of people, when they say that they're going to break up with their partner, they literally say they want to go back to that place of just focusing on them, but you don't have to have one or the other. Um, I'm thinking of that theme song from Love and the Marriage where Married with Children, where it was like, you can't have one without the other. Uh, I don't know why that came up, but that's very apparent is that you can have a strong relationship with yourself, a strong relationship with what it is that you need, which I believe should come first. And then you can also have a strong relationship with pouring into your PMDD partner and really dialing in with them and figuring out what they need. And I know a lot of my clients, they have children as well. So you it, you have to be very mindful and strategic of how you're spending your time because I know that it's easy that we can use one of the people that in our lives as, as an excuse and say, oh, I can't do this because of my kids or, oh, I can't do this because of my partner or, oh, I can't do this because of work. But if you don't have you, there's nothing left. So I say pick the things that, at least three things, and one of those things for me is meditation um, that you know that you need to do in order to get you centered, for you to feel fulfilled. I know the last couple of days I've thought about it because it's normally a part of my routine and I haven't done it, and I've literally felt the difference. So we want to, um, as a part of meditation, We want to embrace our creativity. So as we grow older, family demands and things lessen our time for play. So one of the things that I used to do every day that I haven't done that I need to start doing again is dancing. Like I used to dance daily and it was just this endorphin release. It was just this way of me playing again because when I was younger, I don't know if you're like me, but I used to dance in the mirror and sing with a wooden spoon in my hand and just you know, I felt so free and I felt so stress-free. And when you're thinking about relieving stress and overwhelm from your life and really getting to that peaceful state, you need to think back to the things that you were doing before. And a lot of times it happens as a child that you didn't have stress with because those are the things that you need to bring back into your life. And I know a lot of times they'll be like, I don't have time for that because I have to do this. I don't have time for that because I have to do that. Well, what is the cost of you not doing that? What is the cost of you neglecting your self-care and not getting into the best place possible 
what what is the cost for your relationship? Does your partner really want to be with the overwhelmed, stressed, bitter, resentful, angry person? Or do they want to be with a happy, loving, joyful person? If you know that the answer to that is that your partner wants to be with a happy, joyful, loving person, then it's your responsibility to, number one, know what that is, and number two, pursue it on a daily basis. It's almost like I tell my clients that do my fitness coaching, my wellness coaching, you fill up your tank every single day. It's just like a car. If you don't fill it up by doing the things that make you feel happy, that that are doing the things that make you feel fulfilled, that make you feel renewed, then why are you expecting to drive the car if you haven't put any gas in it? And so my morning routine is my gas. And if you listen to my last episode, it literally is comprised of getting up, taking my green tea pre-workout, doing my devotional that I do with my partner. And then I go to work out and then I do a walking meditation. And if I don't do that morning routine, I can feel the difference. That means the stress doesn't get relieved. That means I don't get those good vibes, those good feelings. That means how I show up to everyone else is different because I decided that I didn't have time to do the one hour. I li- Yeah, I literally timed it in my whole morning routine takes an hour total from start to finish. So if I'm giving of myself outside of the time I sleep for the rest of those hours, you know, like 16 hours, and I don't have one for myself, then how can I expect to be able to handle PMDD and the stressors and everything with my relationship? And so initiating these positive changes is really going to allow you to recognize what you want your life to be like. What is the vision that you want your life to be like? So many times we're just coasting and we're like, we kind of get into that phase of like, it is what it is. You're just accepting the misery that you're in. But I want to invite you to purposely, intentionally, every single day, go into a mindset of peacefulness, of joy, of connection with your PMDD partner and yourself. I want you to give yourself permission to do that on your luteal days, on your follicular days, when you're in ovulation. I want you to create a routine that allows you to get back to where you are because I know for a fact that if you allow everything to go to default, and you just go to default settings, it's not going to be good. If you just go with the flow and just go however you're normally feeling, it's not going to fulfill you. And it's also going to cause damage to your relationship because it's a very impulsive, a very reactive lifestyle versus when you do the meditation, when you do the journaling, when you do all of the things, you're intentionally deciding how your day is going to be. And you're intentionally deciding what you want your life to look like with that vision. And if you know that you have a vision, you have a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. 
And so when things come up, you can say, is this an alignment with the vision that I have for my PMDD relationship or is it not? There was a lot of times today I had to do that where my partner wanted to bring up a couple of things and I was just like, you know, that's, that's not really going to serve us because we've already agreed to disagree. Um, and I'll do a whole nother episode on that, but we agreed to disagree on a couple of topics and he wanted to bring them back up. And I was like, all that's going to do is bring us to a place of arguing and we're, it's not going to be beneficial to us. We're going to end up feeling more disconnected. And so it's a matter of, of setting that boundary of saying, you know what? When you're so self-aware of what you can look at the big picture and say, okay, if we address this topic, are we going to agree? Are we going to disagree? And then are we going to be able to come to a conclusion? And I know a lot of times for me, I've just had to realize that this is just something that we don't agree on. And that's okay because we're not meant to be perfect in a sense of being completely alike. Like one of the things that I admired about my partner that drew me closest to my partner is that we were mirroring each other with our lifestyles, our morals, our values, our beliefs, but a lot of our habits and how we get to where we're at are different. So we always want to be at the same destination, but our paths are very different. And I think it's that way for a reason. I think we're not meant to go on the same path because you can't learn any, but you can't learn anything from someone who's exactly like you. So you have to think if someone's been brought in your path to, to go through life with, you need someone that has a different outlook than you because otherwise you're not going to learn anything. So today I want to, as we close, I want to bring you on a meditation. A guided meditation for resolving conflict in your PMDD relationship. So the first thing I want you to do is to find a comfortable position for your body and mind to relax. I'm not going to tell you how to sit, how to stand, how to walk. I'm not going to put those restraints on you because you know your body best. Get in a position that is most comfortable for you. And I want you to begin by picturing your partner, picturing an issue that you have with your partner and picture them. So as you see them, imagine floating in their body, attempt to see the world through their eyes. Take a minute to do this. I know that you've been around them, you've talked to them. And really think about what it is that they're going through. Take yourself out of yourself and go into the mind, the heart of your partner, of your PMDD partner, and think about what it is that they're going through. Imagine their average day and the things and the people that are there and think about the stressors that they have going on in their life, things that they've casually brought up to you, that they said have really frustrated them and you may have brushed it off or you may have said okay they're not talking about it anymore but think about the things that you know that's been bothering them now I want you to see and feel yourself forgiving them 
for their part in any challenges that exist between the two of you. I want you to realize that by forgiving them, you are also allowing yourself to let go of any negative feelings. So this includes anything that they said and did when they were stressed out and acting out of character. Think about those things that they said and then make a conscious decision to let them go. Now picture them apologizing to you and thanking you. I want you to see this very clearly and realize that the forgiveness has taken place. Both the forgiveness that you have given and the forgiveness that you have received. So I want you to imagine yourself forgiving your partner for everything that they've said and done wrong to you. And I want you to see and feel them forgiving you for everything that you've said and done wrong to them. So at this point, all has been forgiven on both sides. Nobody's holding any grudges. There's no resentment. There's no, you should have done things this way because it's forgiven. And by forgiven, I mean forgotten and not brought up at a later time. So now that you've forgiven your PMDD partner and your PMDD partner has forgiven you, I want you to imagine yourself alone now. Imagine yourself engulfed in a white light that purges and takes out all negativity and resentment from your body. It's literally extracting it, pulling it out of you. All of the jealousy, the insecurity, the intrusive thoughts, the resentment, the bitterness of things that they haven't said, or done that is up to your standards, I want you to imagine all of that being taken out of you. So you can feel it clearing and purifying your heart, your mind, and your soul. You can literally feel this white light pulling everything negative out of you and the benefits that it brings. And so I want you to imagine yourself without all that negativity. Imagine what it would feel like if you weren't constantly thinking of things that your partner should have said, your partner should have done, or even thinking about things that they've said and done that has offended you. I want you to imagine what that feel like to be free of all of those feelings. And I want you to spend a moment enjoying that feeling. Enjoying feeling free of waking up, thinking about what the person did the day before, what they said and did that you didn't like, and all of the things that have been stressing you out. I want you to feel yourself completely clear of that. Now imagine your partner standing in front of you. Imagine that the white light, the same white light that came through you and pulled all of the negativity out, extending out of your body into theirs. And that same white light is going to do to them what it did for you. It's going to pull out all of the negative feelings and emotions that they're feeling. So the next time that you talk to them, it's not going to be a situation of them bringing up what happened before, what was done before, they're going to be completely purified just how you've been. 
Now take a moment to enjoy the connection that you're experiencing them with no negative thoughts or feelings in you and no negative thoughts and feelings in them. All of the negativity has been cleared out by the white light and you're back to yourselves of being completely in love, completely connected, completely realizing why you are together and valuing that in each other. And you start to feel the great connection that you both have growing. And you can literally feel the love that you have between the two of you growing greater and growing stronger. So you can feel that the last traces of the conflict dissolve and only the love remains. So what happens when you have conflict in your relationship is there's a lot of residual bitterness and resentment and all of these negative things that are on top of the love that you have for each other. And what you're doing is you're uncovering that, you're releasing that, you're taking the dust off of all of those feelings. And what happens when you release all of the negativity is that only the love remains. The core of why you choose to be with your PMDD partner. And so many times that can be clouded by everything that you guys are currently going through and that you've been through and that you even perceive that you may go through in the future. Because a lot of times when you're going through a lot of conflict, you think that it's going to last forever. And you think that, oh my goodness, if it's like this now, it's just going to get worse in the future because you're allowing all of that negativity to be on top of the love that you have for each other. I want you to remember the reason why you chose to be with your PMDD partner. And I know that depending on how long you've been with the person or how much damage has been done to the relationship, it may be really hard to reach back that far. But I want you to remember from the beginning, because in the beginning, when you made that commitment to your PMDD partner, it was for a reason. And it was for a reason strong enough for you to forsake all of other people, meaning you chose to be with this one person when there are 7 billion people in the world and you chose to be with this one person. I want you to think to yourself, why? Why this one person when there are 7 billion others, but you're consistently choosing to work on being in a relationship and connection and a partnership with this one person. Remember the qualities that are in them. Remember the desire that's in you. And I want you to connect to that and really feel that again. And that's when you're going to realize that the love that you have for your community partner, it's always there, whether you realize it or not, it's always there. And I want you to feel that connection and remember those memories from the beginning and know that everything that you're going through, every hard situation that you're going through is on top of all of those feelings. 
that you're going through, when you're going through conflict and you're not agreeing and everything, all of that is clouding the core of who you and your PMDD partner really are. And there's nothing that's saying that you can't get back to that place. It's only a matter of you making a decision to take part in this meditation and really dive into releasing everything that's blocking you from being in that place again. And knowing that you have the power to turn that around and that it's not always easy and that's okay. Get out of your mind this notion that everything has to be perfect when you're not in PMDD, that you have to be your best when you're in PMDD. I want you to release all of that and realize that you're doing your best and that your PMDD partner is doing their best. And it might not always be perfect every single month, but you're still there. You're still committed and that's enough. So many times we question and doubt our PMDD relationships because we go through really hard times, really hard months, and then we go back into PMDD and it feels like it's going to last forever. But it's not. It's temporary. And it's okay for you to go through hard times with your PMDD partner. That doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be with them. That doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean that your partner's doing anything wrong. They're just trying to navigate the relationship and handle it the best way that they can. And if you wake up one day and you think about what your PMDD partner did the day before and they didn't handle it right, forgive them. Forgive them and forgive yourself for your reaction to it. And forgive yourself on the times that you're the one that initiated the things that didn't go right in your relationship. It is okay for you to be on this journey of figuring things out with your PMDD partner and every month, every day not being perfect. So if you go for one day when you're not in PMDD and everything's perfect like you expected and the next day is completely crap, it's okay. Because you have the ability to start the day over. But what I'm going to say is when you wake up that next day, are you going to wake up with resentment, bitterness, giving your partner the silent treatment or being totally estranged from your partner where you're just not speaking, you're not connecting, or are you going to do what it takes for you to feel your best and then approach your PMDD partner as your best and allow them to do the same thing? We're all about leading by example. So if you're doing the things that make you feel your best, why don't you ask your PMDD partner what makes them feel their best? Everybody's routine is different. Everybody doesn't have to work out in order to feel their best in the morning to start the day. Sometimes I have some clients that do a lot of deep journaling and they're literally working on their mind. They're getting the negative out and they're putting the positive in. And if that's something that you know that you need to do that's going to help you in your PMDD relationship, then do it. Don't try to copy what I'm doing and think that it's going to work for you. I want you to try different things and see what works for you because that's what I, that's how I found out what worked for me. 
was I started doing the meditation where you're just sitting down and you're crossing your legs and crossing your fingers and doing this perfect posture and it didn't work for me. And I realized I need to walk. I need to be moving. And when I started doing moving meditation, where I'm actively out in nature on a walk and listening to a meditation, and that's that's what works for me best, then that's what works for me best. It's not wrong because it's not like how everything else is going for other people. You have to find what works for you. And you have to commit to doing it because you know the impact that it's going to have on your PMDD relationship. So I hope that this meditation, this guided meditation really helped you. And I'm here to tell you, you do not have to be sitting cross-legged with your fingers clamped together in order to get something out of this meditation that I gave you. You could have been walking, you could have been doing dishes, you could have been in a shower, you could have been sitting down laying down, doing whatever that it takes for you to absorb the information. You could have been driving home from work. Whatever it is that you're doing, know that you can benefit from meditation in whatever way that fits your lifestyle best. You got this. I hope these tools will help you and your PMDD partner. In lieu of PMDD Awareness Month, I will be launching my signature course specifically designed for PMDD partners called the PMDD Partners Path. In this self-paced course, I will be providing PMDD partners with a guide on how to navigate a PMDD partnership, along with tools to combat the symptoms that we have each month that are damaging to your PMDD relationship, and exclusive content from my PMDD partner to give some insight on not just what we go through, but also what other PMDD partners go through, and teaching them on how they can help us with PMDD best to build a stronger, more peaceful and enjoyable relationship that we all desire and deserve. So to be added to the waitlist, go to the link in my bio on Instagram at in love with PMDD or email me at in love with PMDD at gmail.com. For everything that us PMDD partners go through every single month, we should not have to do it alone. We can have the relationship that we desire and deserve while we have PMDD. We got this.